not going Stay not safe Before you cross me, look both ways Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state What's going on, guys? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here with another Sunday special. I haven't done one of these in a while, but this one felt right. This is a guest that I've had on the show before, and he's electric. He's vibrant. He's pulsating with energy and electricity, and he is the one and only pretty Ricky Wildy. Welcome back to Straight Talk, my dude. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Greatly appreciated. You even said my last name right, and I couldn't thank you more than that. Well, you corrected me the first time around. So I remembered. It's been I a while, most but I, I damn well remember. <laughs> so I don't know if you can see right over there, top left corner is that autograph last time I saw you. Oh, yeah. In, right on. Yeah. Back in, uh, it was at the Destiny show, the parking lot show in September of 2020. That yep. was the last time that I had seen you or any of my favorite Ontario wrestlers representing. And um, I got to say, would you not agree with during COVID, we sparked a lot of creativity in the Ontario indie scene in terms of people doing the closed off, um, you know, empty arena type shows. Uh, uh, pro uh, Backyard Pro started up, which was a great a fixture with a lot of people, you know, in the industry and stuff like that. And I just want to pick your brain because you're one of the most creative guys that I know in terms of character development and everything you do. So how was it to see all that creativity bubbling, especially in a time where Ontario has been shut down? Everywhere else in the States, they're kind of moving slowly. They're having these, you know, smaller crowd shows, but they're doing it. Whereas here, every time we get a little bit closer to something like that, Doug Ford fucks us again. Yeah, I uh, I can appreciate everybody. You know, it's not like this creativity came out of nowhere. These are very creative people. Uh, most people on the scene, especially the people in this tier, uh, are very talented and just to have their their platform, their stage taken away from them in the manner that it has been. Live audiences in general have been taken away. Uh, so it's it's forced people to try and find that new outlet, that new manner of uh, expressing themselves, of putting that energy, that that uh, that frenetic energy into a, a cohesive place for for consumption. Because I mean, we had the routine, we figured it out. You know what I mean? We had the system; it was built in, but uh, we've we've lost it essentially. And it's it's a matter of regrouping and trying to figure things out. So when, when we get the green light and things kind of move ahead, because now here we are getting vaccinated and the vaccination is not a cure. We all know that it just so softens your symptoms to almost make them like a cold. But um, in terms of vaccination and stuff like that, and hoping that the world gets back to whatever this new normal is, if we can do shows now with the weather warming up, finally, mother nature has stopped fucking us over uh, with the weather opening up and everything kind of going, do you think we can resume these outdoor shows and resume these parking lot shows if done safely and of course, correctly? Absolutely. I think we can get 15,000 people. We can uh, stack the stadiums like we used to. It's, uh, you know, it's a matter of putting me directly in the center of it. But beyond that, uh, we can figure this out. Absolutely. If uh, if we can put a man on the moon, then we can certainly figure out how to gather people for spectacles, uh, you know, in 2021. Absolutely. And, and you, you mentioned the man on the moon. And there are some people that believe that that was a soundstage. They believe the conspiracy. What's what's your thoughts on that? Uh, my belief on that is that at the very least, the ability to trick the entire modern world that it happened is a, is a feat in, in and of itself. So one way or the other, you're looking at incredibly talented people and there's really no excuse. 
<laughs> it's true. It's a win. Either way you look at it and you break it down, it's a win. That's okay. all I'm here for. I'm here for wins. That's right. So uh, you actually got creative over this time period. You started yourself up a podcast um, and I appreciated it. I loved it. I listened to it every now and again. Um, but uh, also there's other people that have started podcasts. Um, you know, uh, Wake Up Good Morning is another great show, or I believe that's the name, Good Morning. Uh, Rex Atkins, I believe, is, is part of that podcast, is he not? Yeah, so here's, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. When uh, these wrestlers were taken from what they were used to, what they had been working towards, they needed to find a new outlet. And a lot of them, myself included, started podcasts. Uh, so throughout that, more or less, some people were trying to uh, find their own way, trying to find something that separated themselves from the pack so that their show stood out and they could try to get some views. Uh, me and myself, uh, my buddy, Hard Body, we more or less just wanted an excuse to talk to each other once a week because we used to see each other fairly frequently and that had been taken away as everyone else had. You know what I mean? The community had been ripped apart and we no longer saw each other because we're traveling people. So we don't see each other at one local meetup spot. We don't go to the local bar. We go to random little hole in the wall venues across Ontario. So within this pattern, we'd stop talking to each other. So we decided we were going to start talking to each other. We could put it on a podcast and we'd make a thing out of it. We'd try to have some sort of product along the way. Rex Atkins has a terrible turn of fate. He's not feeling good about himself. So we try to help him out and we want to bring him on the show and make him feel better. He goes ballistic on the show. He asked for a mulligan. So we have to scrap that episode. We, me and Hardbody have to scramble, put together a different episode for that week because we would never let the fans down. So then time goes on and eventually we have Rex back on and he's able to promote it and his head is in the clear and we're starting to get more views than ever. So we decide Rex, finally, come on, be the third host. That's what we want. And Rex agrees. So now we got Rex as our third host. We were even sleeping at his house for a couple of weeks. Eventually, he is taking less and less care of himself, and it's reflecting on the podcast. He's falling asleep on the podcast. He's not really saying anything. He's just sort of there. The ratings are tanking. He's not able to promote at all. He's going through the drive-through on an episode of the podcast to the point where he just completely shuts off. So we had to kick him off because of some uh, different slurs that he was saying somewhere else. Uh, we kick him off. And while he's gone for a month, total blackness, not responding to anyone, deletes his Facebook. He comes back. All of a sudden, he's got his own podcast. He's got guests that we were talking about and that we had made laneways to get to. And he's trying to tear down our podcast. So coming on trying to sabotage us just to try and launch himself, uh, it's a disgusting, disgusting tactic. Uh, that is why I am trying to come on to podcast, trying to reach the people to let them know that Sunday – May 16th at 4.30 in the afternoon, I will be going to Rex Atkins' house in St. Catharines, and I will be attacking him. I will be going for a fist fight with Rex Atkins. I'm not sneak attacking him. He's well aware of this. I have scheduled this so that his kids will not be home. I have scheduled this so that he can be home after work. I will drag him out of his house if necessary, and I'm going to teach him a lesson because this is what it's come to. I am not expecting this to end me and Rex's friendship. We are good friends. I will still be invited to his house, but I do have to beat him up. I'm not going to give him any black eyes. I've, I've decided that. I'm not going to make him lose any teeth. I'm a better man than that. If the rules were reversed, Rex would do it to me, but I'm a better man than that. Uh, so I will just be uh, laying a, a thick beating, a good lesson to Rex. And uh, 
then we'll get back to our regular lives. I'm sorry, but do you, you really think you could go back to your regular life after giving him this whooping that you're planning on giving him? Oh, yeah, for sure. See, here's the, the real piece of the whole thing. I've lost you. Yeah, okay. My apologies. No problem. I'll edit that part out. So let me let me ask the question again. So do you really think that you can continue on having a friendship after giving him this whooping that you're planning on giving him? Well, see, this is the issue. People think that there's a, there's a chance that I might not be able to beat up Rex in this scenario. Some people think that uh, this is going to tear us apart or something like that. It, it's all interconnected because Rex is not able to beat me up in this situation because he knows that he's wrong so i don't really expect him to even fight back this is me just going to be hurting him uh because he knows he's done wrong and he knows he needs to atone for that uh so this isn't so much of a, a fight because the two sides are so angry at each other this is more just uh justice coming to fruition and something that needs to happen so i'm going to be laying down a very Thick beating, mostly uh, to the midsection rib cages of Rex. I don't want to break rib, but I probably will. Uh, so you know, this isn't uh, this isn't a matter of anger. This is a matter of justice. Matter of justice, not anger. And the justice is because he started his own show and started stealing your guests and shit talking your show as well. Yeah, and just generally trying to sabotage us when he was on our show. Uh, he was also trying to send private messages to both me and Hardbody to try and turn each other against each other. Uh, really, really sick stuff. Just trying to turn two friends against each other uh, to try and tear apart a podcast so that he could launch his own. But that's the, that's the kind of person I'm dealing with. I love him. He's still a friend of mine. But unfortunately, I, I have to hurt him. So if you look at the circle of friendship, okay? Yeah. You have your your kind of, let's say, uh, your significant other right there beside you. That's usually 95% of the time your best friend. Then you have the um, the next circle, which is your close friends, your confidants, people like hard body, people you trust, people like, I guess, at one point or time, Rex Atkins. Then you have your acquaintances, and then you have your distant friends, like friends you see occasionally at shows probably, or maybe a fan or two that has followed you religiously. That would be on the last circle. but. Um, how can you say that you could trust someone when you just said he was doing snaky, underhanded things and you still love him, but he was actually trying to get one of you and your best friends, hard body, to turn on each other by playing the text matches game. You know what Ricky said? Ricky said this. Well, hard body said that. How can you trust someone like that? I, I'm asking for my own personal self because I wouldn't be able to. Well, what's so sickening about it is that, uh, you know, Rex had a major influence on us. Uh, we started going on the Northern Death Tours a couple of years ago, uh, really trying to get our reps in and just figure ourselves out as young athletes. And Rex uh, did take us under his wing. You know, he uh, he put a lot of uh, time. He put a lot of effort. Mm, he put a lot of time into taking care of us on the road, giving us heads up about what it's like to live uh, in that kind of environment, traveling uh, for, for weeks on end. And uh, we really grew a friendship. We grew a bond throughout those times. So to see him turn so vile uh, and try to hurt us after all these years, that's, uh, that's what hurts so much. Uh, I knew he was a fairly slimy character in general. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what wrestling is. So I, I knew that going in. Um, 
did I think he crossed the line? Yeah. And again, that's why I have to hurt him. Uh, and I don't want to do it. And I, I think this will put an end to it, to that kind of slimy behavior. Just one good whooping live on YouTube. I, I think that's all it really needs to be. And, and the whooping takes place on May 16th at 4.30. And you said you've planned this around his kids not being home. And yeah. you're almost... How positive are you that he's not going to fight back or that his kids won't actually be home? Like, have you, do you have a camera outside of his house? Are you watching the day-to-day thing? Or what are like, how are you a hundred percent sure that there won't be a wrench thrown in this plan of yours? Oh, you're, it's like asking me, how do I know for sure that I won't give him a black guy to go to work on Monday with? I don't know that a hundred percent. Right. You know, I'm, I'm saying this is what should happen. Uh, I've explained this all to Rex. This is nothing new. You know what I mean? I, again, I am not sneak attacking anybody here. Um, so I, I can see him fighting back. I don't think it'll help. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to end up with the same results either way. So I would recommend he doesn't, but he's a free man. He can do what he wants. Uh, I, I do believe that his kids won't be there and I've given them plenty of heads up. So I really hope that they're not there, but again, if they are, they are, uh, that's not going to stop anything. Uh, I'm certainly not spying on his house, uh, but I will be bringing a camera for the actual event. Uh, my plan is to be start live streaming 4:30 as I'm just coming around the corner, uh, to his house while I'm driving. That is the plan, but you know, technical difficulties may prevent that. We'll see what happens. Right. And what's so I got to ask, what's Hardbody's stance on this? Will Hardbody be there on May 16th as well? No, I've made this explicitly clear as well multiple times. Uh, Hardbody and our potential new third co host, Tomer Shalom, neither of them are allowed to be there. It is strictly myself showing up in this car uh, because I, I don't want this to feel like I'm ganging up or I'm um, trying to intimidate Rex uh, and in any way that I don't need to. This is uh, just a one on one, man to man need to beat him down so hard body supports me fully because he also understands what a terrible terrible thing rex has done but uh as of right now this is just uh me and rex i gotta deal with something and then hopefully uh we can we can patch our friendship moving forward this is this is a good therapy type thing you know like when you go into those family therapy sessions and they give you those foam bats and when you got feelings to get out you get them out Mm -hmm. but this this is not foam No, no this is and, and how, um, how positive are you that, or again, not positive, sorry, I don't want to, let me strike the question, let me re-ask the question. Uh, will the environment around Rex's home come into play at all? Like if there is a mailbox or one of those green boxes that pumps electricity through and it's available for you to, say, jump off of or to push Rex in, will you utilize the environment? Well, again, if he resists coming out of his home, I will have to throw him off of his concrete porch. Uh, so... I hope he doesn't do that. I hope he just goes walking to the lawn because I want him to have the softest fall that he can have as I uh, pummel him. But, you know, if I have to run him into a tree so that he figures it out, then I'll do that. If we have to take it to the pavement so that it hurts more when he falls, then we'll do that. Uh, I don't want to do these things. That's why I'm giving him uh, the heads up and the warning. These decisions are his own uh, and he will have to live with the consequences. But he's made terrible decisions previously and he's ending up with these consequences of me having to live stream uh, a physical beatdown, domination of myself uh, over him. There, there has to be consequences. You know, I appreciate the idea of the foam bats, but you can't get hurt really with the foam bats. This needs to hurt. Uh, this needs to have lasting consequences. He needs to be able to wake up Monday remembering, oh yeah, I really should not have done that. And do you think this will absolve his podcast or will he keep it going? Oh, I hope his podcast continues. Uh, I hope this doesn't throw off his podcasting schedule at all. Um, 
I, I don't believe that I would welcome him back on my podcast just because, you know, once bitten, twice shy. We've given him too many opportunities. I love him. I, I love him like a brother. He will never be allowed in my house again. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I can't have him on the podcast for that reason. But I will gladly go on his show, and I hope it gets a tremendous amount of ratings. Right. And, of course, you'll, be, you'll, you'll go to his house if he calls you over and says, hey, let's have dinner or something like that. You'll go to his place. But yeah, as, or I might it, just show up and invite myself over for dinner. I've been known to do that to Rex. Right. And, but yeah. as it stands of your personal space and your personal show, Rex is a mute point. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you know, you have been involved in environmental situations like this before. Mm-hmm. You've had some street fights under your belt. And these are not street fights done in the arena. These are street fights done outside. Yeah. You've had this experience. And I believe your opponents were Puff and Holden Albright, correct? Puff, Albright, uh, me and Wheeler had a thing that spilled outside. I've had plenty of street fights. Uh, you know, just going back to my childhood days, this is just something I do. You know what I mean? But again, uh, what's happening with me and Rex is a, is a very different thing. I am not afraid to use any of the skills that I have, be it street fighting as a child through uh, into my adulthood, whether it be my martial arts training, whether it's my amateur wrestling, whatever needs to be done, uh, I will I will utilize those skills. But ultimately, I just need to lay a beat down, maybe you know, like a two by four across the back while he's laying down on the on the on the front lawn. Maybe just like a running stiff punt kick to the ribs, uh, something like that. You know, maybe I'll just uh, push him push him up against his house and then like drop kick him, something like that. Uh, so he can kind of recognize what's uh, what's happened. The other fights, you know, it was a real contest of who was better, and obviously I am. But uh, this is this is not that. This is not a contest of strength. This is. Uh, this is me taking my rightful spot as uh, teaching Rex the lesson that he deserves. Right. This is like uh, when I put my kid on a timeout, but this is a timeout with a little bit more serious consequences, of course. Yeah, this is an adult version of timeout. I can agree to that. I would never hit a child, uh, but Rex is well past that point. Absolutely. I, I think some of the, the things that he's done or some of the things that you described in a way might be insecurities. And I, I guess the insecurities are, uh, would you say, a, a lack of, of confidence? Because if you and Hardbody, who are two very confident gentlemen, you know what's what, you know what's at stake when it's at stake, and you know how to handle your business, uh, be it sometimes shady, underhanded ways. And I know you know what I'm talking about. It's only fair to admit that. But you still get the job done when you need to. And that's why you have all the gold that you do have. But um, uh, do you think the insecurities are because of, of, of a lack of attention from you guys? Is he seeking attention from you and Hardbody? Uh, you know, it's such a complicated question. Uh, I would just say that, you know, have I cheated in the past? Maybe. I believe if the referee can't call things, then, you know, it's within the rules. Personal opinion, but live your life. Uh, I would say in terms of Rex Atkins, he has nothing to be insecure about. He's a tremendous wrestler. He's a tremendous father. Uh, he's He's been a very good man to me and Hardbody. Unfortunately, you know, he crossed the line uh, a time or two. And now we have to kind of readjust where our relationship is. So maybe is he looking for more attention from me and Hardbody? I could imagine that. We're young, athletic, attractive, great-looking people. So why would he not want more attention from us? I can, I can completely see where he's coming from. Uh, unfortunately, that does not excuse your, your behavior when it's directed toward your friends, your compadres like this. Right. Brotherhood is a sacred bond. And when you, when you cross that line, you have to you have to atone for your sins, if yeah. you will. Now, um, I see this scenario playing out three different ways. Okay. okay, the one way I see it playing out is the way you see it playing out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go there, 
You're going to whoop him. You're going to give him a lesson. You're going to try not to give him a black eye, but you can't make promises. You're going to hope his kids aren't there. And uh, you're going to handle your business. And then when it's all said and done, you're going to look at him and say, Rex, we're still good. But you needed this lesson. You need him on the back and drive off. Exactly. Drive off. Go do you. You know, stop for a sandwich somewhere. Just live life, right? You get it. uh, Absolutely. I do see two other scenarios. And if I may uh, uh, allow these scenarios to come out. One scenario is you get there and there's a cop car because he knows you're coming. Okay. And he's, he's thought of this as like, I don't want this on my street right now. I don't want yeah. anybody to see this because they're going to call the cops anyway. So I'll call the cops. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So it stops you completely from, you get out of the car, the cops, you walk over, he goes, Hey, I know what's going to go down. Get in your car, go home. So you have no choice. You leave. You have to go home. Um, the other scenario I see is um, uh, this going not your way where he's prepared for you. You walk over and maybe the whooping falls the other way. So, I mean, two scenarios, again, somebody else calls the cops, maybe his kids are there, they call the cops as the fight begins, and the cops end up breaking up the fight, or the cops are there pre-fight and they stop the whole thing, or the option C, unfortunately, uh, which we have to, we have to think about these things, we have to strategize, right, because I want to be with you in moral support uh, for this event, or for this uh, whooping that we're talking about, but um, I mean, realistically, these are scenarios that you had to have thought about, you had to. Yeah, yeah, I've absolutely thought about it. Here's the thing. Rex is a uh, avid boxer from his youth, uh, so he knows what he's doing. And if the <clears throat> if the cops are called, I will be tremendously disappointed, if I'm being very honest, uh, especially if they're there before I get there, because I feel like Rex is just uh, really taking a coward's way out in that situation. He's more than welcome to again. Uh, I will simply explain to the cop exactly what I have explained to you uh, and establish that this is something that Rex is understanding and walking into. Uh, This is not something that Rex is uh, being blindsided by. So he is here, uh, you know, and he's welcome to throw up those big uh, fisticuffs if he wants to, and he could fight back and try to swing it out with me. But ultimately this is what he has coming. So I believe I can get the police on my on my side for that one, just in sheer justification. So at the very least, maybe, maybe there is no fight. You're right. Maybe May 16th, I show up, there is no fight because the cops are there and I have to explain it to them and they still don't want the fight to happen. So I have to go home. At the very least, I think Rex still looks like a coward, a complete coward in the situation because he's called the cops and now he's seen me verbally talk my way out of any kind of legal problems uh, while also emasculating him on his front doorstep. So again, uh, that is that is his call to make. In terms of him beating me up, I just cannot foresee that. Uh, he's, a, he's a very talented athlete. He's a very tough man, but uh, he... I mean, not compared to me, <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? You know, it, it's, it's craziness. Uh, plus again, I don't see this as a competition. There's a reason I'm not bringing a referee. There's a reason I'm not inviting him to a ring. Uh, this is not, this is not a competition. This is, this is a beating to be laid. Uh, so I don't think I need to be too worried about it. I've been putting plenty of hours in the gym and I, I hope that Rex has too. But again, we're not looking for a fight here. This is just me pummeling him to the ground and then and then leaving right and, and again you, you said you put the work in so um obviously yeah. gyms down here are closed so you must have yeah. a home gym you must yeah. have something set up so what what is a typical workout for pretty ricky look like like are we talking wake up at 5 a.m slobber back five eggs get a 10 mile run in then come back and work on your glutes your triceps your back muscles your neck muscles like like what's a typical workout routine for ricky 
The problem with having a set schedule in terms of time is that everything's been so thrown into the air repeatedly over the past couple of months. So like I can't have any sort of set schedule. Uh, but what I try to accomplish is DDP yoga and then a little bit of weights, uh, maybe a little bit of cardio, but we're looking for like two. So at least two 45 minute things throughout the day. Uh, and then there's a, an eating regimen that I have in terms of what I need to be sticking to. Uh, I'm getting better and better at sticking to it but I'm not very good at sticking to it because right around 10 45, 11 o'clock at night, I have a hard time not just eating uh, the worst foods in the world. So I'm, I'm trying to, to put that problem to bed, but can only do so much. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now in terms of uh, COVID mm -hmm. and a lot of things closed up shop, a lot of titles left to be defended and you've got a few straps still defending when the world opens up or when Ontario comes back to the new normal and hopefully we can get these outdoor shows, um, are we looking at like a, a week solid of Ricky defending gold? Like one night here, one night there, one night there. Or are you going to be slow pacing it? Are you going to be vetting your opponents, if you will? Like if somebody comes to you and says, hey, listen, listen, this is who we think should have a rightful shot at your title. Will you look at the highlight reel? Will you look at past matches and see if they are worthy to step into a ring with Pretty Ricky? Oh, a man of my stature has no time to uh, go back and watch other people's tapes. Sure. So uh, I will not be doing that. But I have always been uh, a fighting champion, and I'm still willing to fight any of the challengers who would like to step up for any of the championships that I currently hold. But it will likely have to wait until after the pandemic has passed. I am certainly down. You know how I think uh, for a Monday to Sunday run of every single day having different title defenses. I would love that. Uh, unfortunately, most promoters are a little squeamish about running on Wednesdays or Tuesdays. So uh, I'll defend championships all across this country, all across this nation, all across this continent, uh, as much as they'll let me do so immediately when they'll let me do so. Right. Fair enough. Fair, fair point. And, and I can appreciate your, your, again, your, your attack on the fact that you're ready, you're ready and willing mm -hmm. when you are allowed to do so. And now, um, you know, I've got a big milestone coming up of myself. If I could throw something out there, Please. Uh, I, I, I've got my 200th episode. Literally, right that's awesome. Six, literally five episodes away. I'm dropping 195 this Thursday with uh, a lady you know very well, the Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole. Very cool. Yeah. And then um, I've got a couple other ones, which I don't want to spoil anything. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I've got a couple other ones coming. But uh, 200 is a big deal, man. Four years going at it. And that's a um, big number. It is a big number. It is a big number. Now, I mean, mind you, uh, again, a man of your stature needs to be on the straight talk shout out reel. So, Obviously. you know, people are going to see this on Sunday. They're going to get a little taste of the shout out reel. But right now, Ricky, look at the camera. Give me that, that energy, that focus that you have. And just say, ladies and gentlemen, your name, obviously. And congratulations to Straight Talk on those 200 episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, pretty Ricky Wildy would like to congratulate Straight Talk Wrestling for 200 by George episodes. Well done. I love it. That was perfect. That right there is how I will definitely end the shout out reel. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. There's only one way to do it. But back to um, back to the business at hand. So May 16th. You you do this now. Have you also thought of the scenario of Rex's new co-host 
being there possibly to jump in on the action. We know Hardbody's going to stay away and your new co-host, other co-host is going to stay away. But have you thought of that? Like what happens if it's a double team, Ricky? Well, I what? think I'm actually uh, pretty good friends with EZ, Eric Carney. He's a good dude. So I don't think he'll uh, he'll get himself involved. If he does get involved, I think it'll be more for my side. I'll have to stop him and say, hey, actually, no, this is just me and Rex. Um, <laughs> but that's a personal opinion. We're actually having EZ, Eric Carney on our podcast uh, next week. We have an episode dropping. Uh, I'm all out of whack because of when this is being recorded compared to when it's dropping. But if this is coming out Sunday, the next Thursday, we'll have uh, EZ, Eric Carney coming on. So it's, uh, it's very exciting. Right on, right on. And is that like, uh, I mean, obviously no battle lines have been drawn. You said you're good friends with EZ, mm-hmm. but I mean, the fact that you're going to be pummeling his co-host in literally mm-hmm. two weeks, that um, that can't set easy with him because, I mean, he's got to record a show with him. And he doesn't want him all tooth gangly and stuff like that. Like you yeah. said, you're going to try to avoid those areas. But if you end up knocking out his four front teeth and he talks with a lisp, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, no, that's fair. That's, again, part of the reason why I want to have uh, Eric Carney come on uh, to my show so that we can just discuss logistics uh, in terms of how this is not going to affect his schedule, make sure that he's comfortable and everything's okay on his end because I really I don't want to disrupt Eric's life uh, because, again, Eric's done nothing wrong in the situation. So we'll hammer out any of those details. We'll be copacetic before anything happens. So that, uh, yeah, he'll be well-informed and well on board before, uh, before May 16th. Don't worry. Okay, perfect. And, and why the 16th? Why so far away? Is this, again, logistics to get inside Rex's head to tell him this is the date and it's happening? Exactly, exactly. It, it made the most sense for his schedule. Again, I wanted to make sure that his kids wouldn't be there. Uh, it made the most sense for my schedule. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I had nothing better going on because this this is a long time coming, right? This is just really uh, the, the time when it works out for me. Uh, so, May 16th, I got to get it done uh, because I got more important things to do after I'm done. But yeah, we got to get that in May 16th. All right. All right. And uh, again, uh, to, to, to kind of plug your own podcast, it's the Black Ball Podcast and it drops new episodes every Thursday, same day as Straight Talk, but I drop mine at six. I know you drop yours a little bit earlier in the day or later in the day. 6.30 in the morning if I'm lucky, but sometime during Thursday. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, again, Thursday's not my day. It's just, it's a, it's a day that you've chosen and that's fine. Uh, I have no problem sharing the love and sharing the wealth on the views. Um, but uh, who else do you have coming? Like after May 16th, cause we're, we're plugging up until May 16th. So you got Eric coming next Thursday. Who's the guest after that? Like, do you want to throw out some guests so fans can get excited? Or do you want to keep it under wraps? If you do, I understand. Well, as of right now, we have a new co-host, Homer Shalom, and a big part of the reason why I wanted a new co-host was so that he could take some of the responsibilities of getting guests uh, off my shoulders. So uh, more or less, they're just dogpiling into a bunch of different uh, guests, and I have no idea. I'm just controlling the ones that I really need to speak to. Uh, so that would be Eric Carney, and I'm hoping to have CeCe Moss, uh, Rex's girlfriend, on after uh, after Eric is really my goal. I haven't actually spoken to her yet, so I'm going to have to send out that message. Uh, but the idea is again i don't want this to disrupt her life uh because she's done nothing wrong in the situation either uh and i know rex is a good man i'm not trying to embarrass him too heavily i just need to to make sure that it's not gonna you know it's not gonna scare her it's not gonna upset her and she has her dinner plans made and it's you know she's not relying on rex to cook something of course you want to make sure that she's taken care of um uh and she's a great she's a great ontario talent as well she could handle herself in the ring um well, that's a variable that we haven't discussed. What if CC doesn't think this is okay and CC decides to step in? I mean, you you have to have considered that variable as well. 
CC is a bit more of a variable, absolutely, because uh, she is not as close to me as uh, Eric is. Uh, I think ultimately when I explain the situation to her again, that's why I want to have her on the podcast uh, because, yeah, you know, she'll it's just a matter of logic. You know, when you hear the story, it's like, yeah, this guy kind of deserves this. You know what I mean? Uh, So she'll get it. It's not a big deal. Uh, And if she does get involved, I mean, I would never hit a woman. That's just the reality of the situation. So everything will get stopped immediately if she gets involved because I don't want to do it. Uh, but I will probably try to pay her off. Um, so I'm probably going to bring, you know, just just an undisclosed amount of money in cash in my car uh, so that I can try to bribe her, pay her off, and then get back to the old business with Rex because it's not about CC. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to get her involved in this. Right, right, right. And I can, appre- I can appreciate the classiness of, of the gentleman that you are. You don't want to get her involved. You want to make sure she's set. She's away from the situation. But if she does get involved, you've, you've thought of, again, the end game. You've thought I'm of a way. Up. Yeah, no, you're, you're very ambidextrous that way. Ricky, I appreciate that. I really do. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, I love your mind for the business. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about your history. You can go back through the archives of Straight Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Him and I had a great conversation. Uh, you know, don't be a stranger there, Rick. Anytime you want to come back again, you know, I already told you you're part of the Straight Talk family. Of course, on the last episode, you did tell me you'd have to check your schedule. And here we are a year and a half later. Ricky. Well, I can, I can hardly be held to my word. I, far, uh, for the most part, don't remember what I said yesterday. Uh, but, you know, I, w- I would love to come back. I, I did have a great time being here. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and this is, again, a great way to showcase what's happening. So this is going to drop on Sunday, uh, May the 2nd, I believe, uh, if I, my calendar's right. It's not up in front of me right now, but I believe, yeah, because the 30th is Friday, 1st, yes, yeah, 2nd. So yep. May 2nd, this will drop. This will drop at 12.30 p.m. on Eastern Time on May the 2nd on the Straight Talk YouTube page and also on all podcast platforms. Now, Rex is obviously going to see this. Rex is going to hear this. Uh, Rex is going to uh, perceive this any way he wants to. And I mean, you're going on this tour of spreading the word and letting people know what's happening on May 16th. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate that. And again, I, I thank you for Straight Talk being one of the, the first ones that came to your head. And for I understand sure. because you respect my, my journalistic abilities. Absolutely. Hey, you know, you got to go with the name brand and I'm, I'm not going to kid myself. Have me and you have uh, hostile interactions in the past, of course, as any two gentlemen within the wrestling business do. Uh, but it doesn't change the fact that your brand name is one of the higher ups within Ontario wrestling podcasting. And I needed to get the word out. So this is the place to be. So, I, again, I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And I appreciate you reaching out. And you're right. We have had those hostilities uh, at that parking lot show. I was going for your opponent uh, because yes. I, because, well, he paid you. I, he didn't pay me. He was my he sponsor. He was it my was sponsor. Money. Hey, I understand money. I'm not an idiot. I'm not a bad businessman. You like money. Who doesn't like money? True. I do like money. He was my sponsor, my former sponsor, Ray Bernardo. So, yeah, and uh, uh, that that match didn't go your way, though. We don't know if the world knows that, Rick. Oh, I, I brutalized that guy. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh, you might yeah. have, have got a couple shots in, Rick, but. He got the pain. I got a couple of good shots. I think I concussed him at one point with a kick to the head. It was pretty sweet. Yep. It, it, I don't know if it was sweet. It was it was hard to watch at the points. I remember sitting in the sunlight having knocked out a car dealer with a one kick to his head. That was pretty cool. It was that was a pretty sweet <laughs> day, man. Well, and also RJ City was the guest referee. Oh yeah, RJ was there too. Yeah. I was more thinking about the sign that uh, your daughter brought that said pretty Ricky sucks eggs. But uh hey, you know, life goes on. Well, you, you, it, that's her opinion. 
But when I told her, I said, Rick, Rick would like to do a five questions with you. And then he wants to do something with me to make an announcement. And she goes, I'll do it, dad. I'll do it out of respect for the business. And I said, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You know, and then she's, and then I was like, you know, we can talk to Rick and, and see if he'll allow you to be uber honest. And she's like, no, I don't want to be uber honest. I want to be professional. I want to handle my business. And she did. I think she knocked the interview out of the park. She was respectful and she understood things. But I have to say, I have to ask straight up, honestly and truly, you've never watched the Karate Kid, like any of the Karate Kid movies? Even the no. shitty fourth one with Hillary Swank? I might have seen a clip of one like when it was just on AMC as I was scrolling by, but I've never actually watched it. I know there was one with Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan pretty recently, but I never watched that one either. Yeah, that uh, one was horrible. I'll be completely honest with you. It was not good. Not yeah, good. I don't know. I Something about it just never really drew me into it. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I do agree with you. That you have elevated that song. There's a, there's a lot of times I've seen you at a show. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'll be in the car humming that song. And then I'll have to pull over. I actually had to pull over on the 401 from Kitchener going back to Brampton to download that song on my phone. And uh, I got to tell you, whenever I hear it, I'm like, yeah, this gets me hyped. This gets me hyped and ready to go for my day. And I can understand why, because that's what an entrance theme song is. It's hype exactly. music. And that is one of the best songs uh, out there to hype people up. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, oh, shit business is about to pick up or go down depending on how you look at it depending on how the crowd is feeling you that day people that don't day. understand that an entrance song uh, needs to be a song that gets you to a mental state where you're ready to rip another man's limbs and skin off so that you can feed your family uh and that's the song that does it for me you know what i mean that's uh, that's what i need to get into that zone was there any other song choices that like narrowed down like I, side note here we're wrapping up shortly but were there any other songs that you had in mind before you settled on that song Oh God, that's a good one. X gonna give it to you by DMX. Shout out RIP DMX. That one RIP, out. absolutely. Uh 2001 Space Odyssey. That was a pretty sweet song. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, I could have gone for that. What is it? Uh in the Hall of the Mountain King, I believe. Yeah, in the Hall of the Mountain King. Check out a track called Man on a Mission. I yeah. found it on YouTube. Okay, Google it. I found it on YouTube. It was one of those YouTube ads. I was watching something and then the ad cut in and the song actually, you know, it gets me pretty hyped, man. It gets it me Mission pretty hyped. Impossible song? It's not a Mission Impossible song. It's, um, you know, what? I have it on my playlist here. I have it on my playlist. I'm going to play you a snippet of it because it's actually one of the songs that I listen to and I appreciate it for what it is. And it's uh, like the opening couple of lyrics. I'm sitting there going, yeah, this is good. Okay, it's by uh, Oh The Larceny. And here it is, Man on a Mission. Here we go. Okay. Oh, I don't know. It's not a bad song. It's just not enough excitement. It's got to pull it into it, you know. Wait, hold on. getting there i see it. It, it it's a slow build it's a slow build and the next the next the next verse is um the last line he says is even from the mountaintop i ain't never gonna ever stop and uh yeah it builds it builds up it builds it's a slow build but it gets you there it gets you there there was a tip given to me by santino morella 
Uh, he said, if you want to make it to the WWE, the start of your entrance song shouldn't be any more than 15 seconds before the beat drops. Even that's too much. Mm, that's right. Yeah, we all know how the Seth Rollins song goes, right? <laughs> Burn it down. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Vince McMahon is a 15-minute or max. There's, I'm surprised. See, I'm surprised because you would, you would think that, but then Randy Orton's theme song. Like, it doesn't yeah. build at all. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's got a different thing going on there entirely. I don't know. It's a it's a more slow marauding kind of thing. Yeah, you're not a marauder. You're all business. I'm not a marauder. I'm not there to maraud. No, you're you're an, you're you just want to get down to brass tacks. You want to walk out, say your hellos, and beat the shit out of your opponent and leave. That's I'm it. A bit bit of a showman, admittedly sometimes. Uh, but with uh certainly not with this Rex Atkins situation. This is no. uh, not a gold jacket invitation. This is a uh, you know leather glove unconscious affair. Okay, fair enough. So before we go, please shout out the Rex Axons event. Let people know where they'll be able to see it and find it. And then also let them know where they can find you on the wonderful world of social media. Thank you, absolutely. So you can find me on all social medias at ProWildy, P-R-O-W-I-L-L-D-Y. And you can find this fist fight, beat down, breakdown, bash them up uh, Sunday, May 16th, 4.30 p.m. on the Black Bald Podcast YouTube channel. Streaming live, I will be... Uh, destroying and pulverizing young rex atkins for crimes against ricky and uh they will not go unpunished well in in a world where we've seen the justice system prevail mm -hmm. so far this year and they've gotten a lot of things right i'm hoping that the justice system will prevail and if someone does call the police the police will understand the situation and allow things to be as long as we keep it respectful gentlemen we don't spill into somebody else's property of course not of course i'm not. behind i'm behind both of you may the best man win and obviously that's going to be you but you. let's just keep it clean and let's make sure we are respectful of our surroundings that's all i ask i can appreciate that i would never want to destroy another man's lawn yeah that's right you want to keep i mean there are people out there side note though there are motherfuckers out there that will destroy your lawn by allowing oh, yeah. their dogs to shit on your lawn and not be man enough. That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. I see people like I, I've actually been walking my dog and she stopped to take a crap and I've gone and picked it up. And then a dog will come literally three seconds behind me, crap where she crapped because he can smell it. And the owner will stroll right by. I've called motherfuckers out for that. And I think it's right to be called out for that. That's horrible. Yeah, that's despicable. Yeah, it's, it's not a classy thing to do, people, okay? Yeah. It's not just going to eventually go into the grass and be fertilizer. Let's yeah. be respectful of our environment. I don't want to step in dog shit, especially your dog shit. If I step in my own dog shit, that's my fault because I didn't pick it up. But if I step in your dog shit, that's not fair to me. So be respectful. And, you know, like Bob Barker used to say, get your pet spayed or neutered. There's nothing to do with dog shit at all. Keep yourself clean, clean up after your animal. That's right. Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. Ricky understands. And that's why we gel, we vibe. Even though, you know, a couple times professionally, we've disagreed. Mm -hmm. I could still consider you a member of the Straight Talk family, and the door Thank is you. always open. And, Thank you know, you maybe much. one day, maybe one day I'll be a guest on the Black Bald Podcast, and I could, see, I could see how you host it up. That would be exciting. We could try that. We could absolutely make that happen. Absolutely, man. You got my, you know, you slid into my DMs for this. So slide in my DMs for something else, brother. Right on, right on. All right, guys, that's it for me, your host, your boy. This is a special Sunday special with one of my faves, Pretty Ricky Wildey. I said, look at that. That's twice I said it right. Yeah. I'm good. I'm getting good. And as always, I'm your host, your boy. Peace, love, and wrestling. Talk to you guys next time. Peace. 
Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. Not in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.